1: Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode two hundred and forty-two of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana?
0: Hello, everyone.
1: Yes. Uh, so, for those of you that are wondering, uh, first and foremost, I do apologize. We're starting late today. You know, it is daylight savings time over here in the U.S uh i actually got in late because uh i came in a little bit late from church today but uh yeah we definitely wanted to record still because there's a lot to talk about and i also want to address the elephant in the room which is the fact that uh mr gary swaby mr max muller and mr jake james lugo will not be on today's show uh it's actually mother's day in the uk so gary is out doing something for his mom today which is great we hope he has a good day Max is working on some stuff So he will not be on this week But we are going to be recording a show soon So stay tuned for that later this week And Mr. Jake James Lugo Also very very busy He's done a lot of great interviews and stuff for this week So make sure you check those out And stay tuned because he will definitely be back next week And he's actually recording something also this week So stay tuned for that So um, now that we did address that those things there's definitely a lot to talk about this week in terms of news stories um so we are going to get into that but before we do that we're going to let you know what we have been playing because i know i've been playing a lot of stuff but uh dana how about you start us off and let you know let us know what you've been playing
0: i have been playing i've been playing a bunch of retro games and by retro i mean like 360 um i know we recently had a conversation about you know The the older consoles and and fans of those And I still hold on to my 360 And I just went back to it Playing a little bit of um, Some Assassin's Creed Um, I don't know exactly how I fell into that I was watching a bunch of random YouTube videos And it was about Assassin's Creed And I was like you know what I'm going to play some Assassin's Creed And So I started doing that um, Really basic stuff So it was that and it was a little bit of um, Some Disney And the Disney Infinity, which is something that I really don't understand why they won't bring back, but whatever. So I've been playing that, keeping it real simple. I've been like really busy a lot with writing and going to different events.
1: Well, I totally understand that because I will actually be at GDC within the next two weeks. So, um, I mean, you still won't be any interruption in the show because I should be available on Sunday still but uh yeah i know i know what you mean about the events because it's going to get very crazy for me here very soon so we'll see um so that, that's pretty much all all you've been playing then
0: that was pretty much that i've because i've been stuck at premieres all day and like doing weird interviews with oj so that's what stuff was <laughs> going on here
1: well, well actually since you mentioned the premiere you did see one film that i i am aware of why don't you let us know about that film very very briefly
0: Okay, I, I was so excited to see this. You know the struggle of, you know, getting me to see this movie. It's been a struggle, me dealing with um Disney itself. I love Disney, yay Disney. But um I went to go see A Wrinkle in Time, the Ava DuVernay-directed movie. Um, I saw it on March the 6th, and, oh, God, I don't... It was the biggest disappointment of the year. And I can say of the year, because it's only March. So, so far... It is one of the biggest disappointments. Um, I looked really forward to this. It looked really magical in the um, commercials and the book. I read it as a child a long time ago. So my memory wasn't really fresh. I wasn't going to reread it again just because I was too busy. But I was really excited to see um, the movie. And it was the biggest disappointment. I can quickly say this. They rushed everything in the movie and in the film That I just didn't understand what the heck was going on. That's how quickly everything was. It was like, here's a character. Her father's been missing. Magically, here's a 50 foot tall Oprah Winfrey. Here's Mindy Kalen. Oh, look, it's Reese Witherspoon. Now we're going to journey off to go see the it. And I'm like, the whole time they're not explaining what the it is. They're not explaining the extent of the, you know, the relationship between the daughter and the father. And then you have the baby brother who uh, I believe he, he was, um, six at the time. So he's six years old now. So at that means that the father, when he left, he was two. So I'm just really confused as to like, for me, I understand that it's his father and he wants to go find him, but that connection wouldn't be as solid to him as, you know, the daughter who was like around, I would say 12, 13, but she was, It was just such a mess, and then they tried to switch it, and they had, like, the six-year-old kid. He played both, you know, the sweet little boy, and then they turned him evil. I'm not spoiling anything, because the movie's just that bad. But his acting was on par. Everybody's acting was incredible. I really loved it, but the story itself was really thrown together. I didn't feel that chemistry that, you know, it's supposed to be a film about, you know, the love and bonding of family. And I didn't feel that at all. And Oprah didn't really have nothing to say. She was just 50 feet tall and it was kind of a little distracting. And then even when she shrunk down to size, like normal size, it was still a little weird because she didn't really say anything. She just gave a lot of Oprahisms and Mindy Kalen. Her entire thing was she was speaking in other people's words. So it was like, um, today was a good day. Ice Cube. So every quote that she said, it was in other people's words. So I just thought that it could have been something magical, but they just ruined it by rushing everything. The special effects were decent. I was expecting something on Avatar level, but it was not that Avatar thing. It was like a basic, you know, special effects that you can find on I don't know any Netflix movie so it was a real disappointment for me
1: yeah it sounds like it was a disappointment Um, that's rather unfortunate but uh, pretty sure it will still do well at the box office because a lot of of movies that that are disappointments still people still want to see them
0: It's number two, and I'm really happy of that. Um, They changed the lead character was originally supposed to be a Caucasian girl, and they made her an African, they made her mixed. She, you know, she's the daughter of Chris Pine and Google. I can't pronounce the woman's last name, but she's, she's one of the actresses. And so she's mixed race, and it does a lot with identity and finding out who you are, and it celebrates female empowerment. But the thing for me was that they keep bashing you over the head with it. Instead of just showing the movie for what it is, I don't have to keep you know hearing about your, your strong female and your great empowerment and you're diverse and we can do this. Just show me. Don't tell me everything. So it suffered a lot with that as well. And that all has to do with the writing. The writing was just atrocious. The acting was great. The writing was horrible.
1: Oh uh, well, uh, I'll give a shout out to Disney. Uh, I guess they all can't make uh, excellent films, but I mean, I am glad that Ava actually, you know, her movies still made some money, so that that's good for her. Uh, we'll see what happens beyond this. But uh, thank you for letting us know how it is, you know, because I wasn't intending no on seeing the movie, and I still don't intend to see it now. So, <laughs> cold blooded. All, right. all right, so uh, I I've been playing a lot of games this week. Uh, I'm going to briefly talk about a few of these. Uh, I've been playing this game called Somewhere. It's a mobile game. It's on iOS and I believe it's coming to Android soon. It's a very weird game to play and write a review for, but I am going to have a review for it. Basically, it's about a game where it's, I guess you could call it espionage thriller where basically the whole game is you having text messages back and forth with uh, somebody who is in trouble trying to okay. try to escape a c- conspiracy. Um, and and literally that's all it is it is a text-based game where you know you start the game you get text messages from this random woman who uh you know she had a a friend that was killed because they uncovered some huge mystery involving the government involving politics so it's a very interesting game Uh, as far as the story is concerned it's very realistic because if an incident happens with the character like she says oh well i'm i'm confused on where i should go she'll ask you for where she should go and then you she'll also ask you for advice on directions and then what the devs did is they connected the game to to also be usable on google apps so she will tell you she's in at this location what is a way that i can go in which i can't get caught and then there will be a link that appears you click on that link and it goes right to where she's at like if she's somewhere in berlin You'll see exactly at the address that she's at on Google Maps. And then you'll have to tell her, well, what is the best route of which you, you should take? So interesting uh, concept from that standpoint. But again, like when she tells you that, oh, I'll I'll contact you back when I get to a safe place, like it will literally be like hours or even a day until you'll once again get a response. So they try to make it uh, very much real, real time in terms of uh, you waiting, so on and so forth. Interesting game, but I will say this: definitely not for everybody. Now, for those that like texting a lot, maybe they will be into this because it is literally back and forth. Where she will ask you a question, and then you have choices that you can make. Click on. You should do this. You should do that. So on and so forth. And the game can end at any point in time based on the decisions. Because I had a couple of times where I told her to do something, and the people found her and killed her. And then it will ask me how did now do you want to restart from that area or do you want to go back to the very beginning so it, it does offer a couple of different things in there um but again it's an independent developer mainly a text-based game so it's not a game for every single person out there but i mean if you like texting you know you like using your phone regularly uh you may enjoy this to pass uh, some time Bye. but uh again very very uh different type of game but i will have something to say about that game this week so you can stay tuned for that um outside of that uh i did also play another game called uh, frantics which is a party game on playstation 4 uh this is a game where it's just like a game show type of scenario with a lot of different animals that are in it as well and you're basically trying to compete to win a certain number of crowns and win the game now as with most of these game show type of things there is some type of hook in it that makes it a little bit different uh they do have instances where you can sabotage the other person and cheat while you're playing the game uh, which i find to be very funny uh because it's a lot of the comical mischief any of the, the stuff you, you see in cartoons this is what this game has because all the characters are you know cartoonish the whole style of the thing is like a cartoon that you watch on tv um so i mean it's a fun party game uh the only complaint that i have you know it does use play link you know and i did review a lot of the PlayLink games on the site before such as hidden agenda which in my opinion is still the best play link game that they have ever released um but uh this particular game the only drawback to it is that you have to use your mobile phone you cannot use the regular playstation 4 controller to play the game you have to use a mobile phone uh, I think that's a problem because even with hidden agenda, I was able to play that game with the regular controller also. Uh so that's the only complaint I have with the game. Because if somebody wanted to use the PS4 controller, well, they can't do that. I mean, you can use it to look at the different options in the menus, but you can't use it to actually play the game. Uh so that's a drawback. But again, if you like party games um i think that you'll definitely want to check this out Uh, it all depends on your taste of games it's not again this is not a game for everybody much like with somewhere both of these games are not something that's designed for every type of person out there it's different people that you know that the, the target audience that they're going after but still pretty good games for what they are um and last but certainly certainly not not least The one game that I did play uh, over the last couple of days, I actually played and completed it last night, and by far, I think this is going to be one of the games that I will remember as the year goes on, and I'm hoping that they release every episode this year. You know, we'll see. It's this game called The Council. All right, this is a game, uh, Focus, I believe it's uh, Focus Interactive is the name of the company. Um... But yeah, the council pretty much is a narrative-based adventure game, similar to like what you see with the Telltale games, but uh, it's it's set in a different time period. There are a lot of uh, famous, I guess you could say, iconic famous characters. You know, you have people like George Washington, Napoleon, Bonaparte that are also in this game. And basically, it's a story about a you know this secret society called uh, the Golden Order. You you basically play. The you know there's a male character who is A son he goes to this island And he's searching for his mother that Disappears so basically Just like in telltale games you have to have A lot of different conversations with a lot of different People and try to figure Out what their personality is and What their vulnerabilities are and use that Against them as you play the game Uh they have a skill based System they have three different classes you can Choose from um So I mean it's A lot to this game uh What I essentially played last night was episode one that spanned across four different acts. Um, and basically as you are playing this game, you know, you're able to walk around the island in certain aspects as well, but then you have the conversations with people, you can collect items, um, you can study the environment as well as see a lot of the different things that are going on within the actual game itself. But if I had to describe it right now, I would say, like, if you're someone that's into like mystery games. Uh, detective type of stuff, this is a game you absolutely positively need to play 100%. And one thing that is different about this game uh, in comparison to the Telltale games is that it looks absolutely fantastic. Graphically, this game looks absolutely amazing. Uh, in my opinion, For what I played on PS4, it looks awesome. I can only imagine it looks better on PC. But the thing about it is that it doesn't really have a lot of the issues that you see with the Telltale games certain graphical hiccups I mean there was one encounter that I did have where there was a dialogue box that kept popping up over and over again Uh, and I'm pretty sure stuff like that will be patched out but it doesn't have the same performance issues that I've seen with a lot of the Telltale games because of the engine that they use Um, so that's one big difference Uh, again though because it is episodic um, a lot of people may, may opt for all five episodes to be released and then play it which is totally fine, but I definitely will say right now, if you like the Telltale games and you're looking for something that is a little bit more different and it really utilizes the system a lot better, you need to check up, check out this game like ASAP. Um, I will have a review for it later this week because the embargo lifts on the 13th. Uh, you're going to see a lot of people review this game, and you know the reviews may be very positive. I don't really think it's going to be negative because I haven't seen anything. Negative in this game Aside from the glitch that I mentioned Uh, But I'm telling you right now If you like detective stories If you like uh, these type of of adventure games You definitely need to check this out And also if you like history Because a lot of the story They try to put actual historical figures in it Like I said, George Washington is in it Napoleon is in it You have conversations with them And you also try to align yourself with them also Um, So it's a very interesting concept Um, but I think in terms of it being something different if you like Telltale Games uh, you owe it to yourself to give this game a try and you may be surprised at just how good the narrative is Um, the one last thing I will add about this game, uh, they do have some branching uh, things within the storyline that can happen because I did see that also when I played last night Um, so it does appear that it does have a lot of those branching elements that the Telltale Games has but I don't really know how different the outcome will be for those yet because again we've only played one episode uh so we have to see what happens um but definitely stay tuned for my review later this week uh because uh i have a lot to say on this game all positive but like i said if you like these types of the games this is a game you absolutely must play like i mean as soon as possible but um that's just my opinion uh and i believe uh that concludes our uh you know what we've been playing for this week so uh We'll go ahead and jump right into the main topics for today. Uh, Your first, games
0: sound interesting though. They, they sound real fun. They sound a little creative and and, it, and it, speak, innovative.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they are. I mean, like I get, like I said, you know, somewhere. I thought that was an interesting game, but it's. I don't really think it's for everybody, but. I mean, I I still yeah. All the games are I played this week were, were fantastic in my opinion. You know, they're not perfect by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but again, uh, the council is really really good. And I don't, you know, I, I mean, normally when I play a Telltale game, I think it's great. This game though, I, I don't know. It just feels like you know, like I said, you know, I'm not going to say this is competition for Telltale, but I mean, this they they take a look at this, they're going to be like, you know, maybe maybe we need to make some changes to how we do our type our games uh because they're doing some very interesting stuff in this game so something to consider but again let's let's get back on the, the topics for this week uh first and foremost uh one story i did want to talk about from this week you know obviously we found out that sony officially announced that days gone will not be coming out until 2019 Um, now one thing I want to say about this story real quickly is that uh, Days Gone was never officially supposed to come out in 2018 I don't think that Sony ever said it was coming out in 2018 the assumption was that it was coming in 2018 because we figured that that was was the timeline You know that they they were adding up uh, because we know that Days Gone and Spider-Man are still two games that were supposed to be coming out this year now as far as Spider-Man is concerned I do firmly believe that game is coming out this year But with days gone being delayed, I think it's totally fine. You know, if it comes out early 2019, that's great. You know, give the game as much time as needed so that the devs can make it better, I I say. But, um, Dana, how did you feel about uh, this game getting delayed?
0: Um, I'm not surprised by delays anymore. You already know that I hate when they announce something way in advance. Um, They just shouldn't do that at all. They should announce the release date, maybe the month they plan on releasing something that's just me you always have to take precautions things happen um i'm a type of person who likes when they take their time if something's not working if something's buggy then for work it all out um i wish that they gave information explaining why it was delayed maybe that they realized the game really wasn't that great maybe didn't play well i don't know but again I have no problems with games being delayed. I just have problems when they announce things in advance. So I hope they f- figure out and fix all the bugs or whatever problems that they're having. And maybe let's not jump the gun and try to be all excited and announce things when it's not ready.
1: Hey, well, I, I fully understand uh, exactly what you're saying. Um, I do agree uh, to an extent. Also, I I, I, I do believe that... Um, you know, it, well, let's use another game, for example, Death Stranding. I, I feel that that game, that's another example of a game that was announced way too soon because there's no way in hell I can see that game coming out at any time soon.
0: But here's the thing that I liked about Death Stranding there's no problem with announcing a game. They never announced the release date. And they keep evading that when you ask them, you know, is it this year or next year? Can we get something? So for me, I'm okay with that. I'm cool with updates. That way you always keep the game fresh in someone's mind. Because if you was to announce um Death Stranding, what was it 2017, right? Yeah. So you announced 2017. So whenever we get the game, either it's this year or even next year, always give a little in, you know, some feedback or some type of information to let us know so that it's fresh in our mind. So that we don't say, Oh yeah, remember that that game back in yesteryear and then you just forget about it? Like remember um Shishimi? shimmy 3
1: oh you mean uh Shinmu uh, 3
0: yeah shimmy 3 when they announced it i was like yeah excited and then you know as the time just kept going and going i forgot about it and then when they did that little crappy trailer that they released it was for me it was just over by then but it was something that i just because they didn't keep that constant update I just stored it away and forgot about it and then when that random trailer came and i was like wait what and then i had to go back and oh yeah that game and then saw the trailer was like oh god so just you know just keep us updated you don't have to release an, an announcement dates of when it's going to release
1: yeah uh, absolutely although i will say in the case of death stranding uh, I, 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 am hopeful that eventually we will see gameplay. I don't, I don't want to see, I'm tired of seeing these videos. Uh, you know, the cinematics. I mean, it looks great, whatever. I don't understand all the stuff that's going on, but I need to see some gameplay at some point to know that the game is even in development. Cause at this point, it looks like I'm watching a movie and this is the trailer. This is parts from the trailer taken out to give you a preview of the film. So we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, in, in going to, uh, days gone, I'm totally fine with the delay um like i said it was a lot of speculation that it was coming out this year and i will admit that i was another person that figured oh yeah it's coming out 2018 i figured that's what sony was going to do but at the same time when i saw that the the, the development of the game started around 2015 or early 2016 i said well there's no way in hell that game is coming out at, at any point uh that that soon um so i mean 2019 is reasonable Uh, we still don't have a release date for uh, the last of us also so i'm assuming yeah that all of this stuff is coming much much later which is totally fine you know the devs need to take as much time as needed to make the game fantastic so i'm totally fine with that um now as for what you said about the release dates uh with all that said uh shifting to microsoft i i fully believe and i i really do believe this At E3 2018, there is no way in hell we will not get a trailer for Halo 6. And that may be a situation where they announce it's coming out in 2019. So we'll see about that. But I, this is not, it's not, because if you look at the Xbox lineup right now, we have Sea of Thieves coming out. Obviously, that'll be out this month. We also have State of Decay 2, which we will get into here shortly, which is also coming out in, in, in May. Um, so crackdown, I haven't heard nothing about crackdown three. No, n- no news, nothing. So maybe they'll talk about that at E3. But again, I, I think Halo six that will get mentioned. There will be some type of teaser trailer or something at E3. I just, I, I there's no way it, that there it isn't because they have to show people that actually invested in the Xbox One X. Oh, we got more games coming for you guys. So don't worry, but that's just my thought. Um,
0: nice. You know, Your thoughts are very good. I agree with that thought. Yeah. Second it.
1: Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, uh. We
0: got, we did. Of the, the, the new, remember the Xbox. Controller? No updates on actual games, but we got that controller no one asked for. The most what? uncomfortable controller. But no oh. games to play with the controller.
1: Yay! Yay! <laughs> Wait, you talking about the Xbox One X? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't have a problem with the controller. It, the games, I I I definitely, you know, the games is, is where it's at, but you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, to be determined. I'll just say that much right now. So, uh, since we already started talking about Xbox, let's go ahead and let's address it. As I mentioned, State of Decay two is coming out May twenty second. Um So, I don't really know if you played uh, the original State of Decay, uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts on on, uh, this finally having a release date.
0: I am feeling nothing because it's just a date. So, unless you give me, you know, actual updates and you can prove to me that you can keep your date, then I'm excited. Like, I'm excited that the game is coming. When we'll get the game, again, we'll never know. But I'm excited it's coming, and I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I agree. So I, I will say this. You know, I did get a chance to play some of the, the first game. But the game was okay. Uh, obviously, they had a lot of issues. You know, I, I guess the, the right word to use is that it's, uh, it felt like a little a little janky. Uh, with the you know the controls, the way it looked it wasn't the best looking game at all. Um, but it was still it was still decent. It was still playable. It was still still a, a, a pretty good experience. And again, this is an indie developer that's working on this. So obviously, uh, there was a 25 minute gameplay trailer that that dropped out this week uh, of the game. And I, I, I can say it definitely looks a lot better uh, now. The fact that they had that demo running on PC. And, and it wasn't on Xbox One. I am concerned about that because obviously PC, it, a lot, every game looks better on PC most of the time. So I don't really know why they didn't show it on Xbox One. Uh, but from what I saw, the game looks, I mean, it looks better than the first game. I will say that. It looks a lot, lot more polished in those regards. Um, but I mean, I'm glad it's coming out, uh, May 22nd. To me, the biggest thing about this news was that they announced the game is only going to be $29.99. So that right there, to me, is a very attractive thing right there. Now, I know some people will say, well, it's cheap. That probably is a sign that the game is not going to be as good as people think. Well, I would tell them, go back and look at Cuphead. That's a game that was $19.99, came out, and one of the most talked about games last year. So I I wouldn't believe any of that about it not being of a high quality because of the price. I think the game is still going to be fun. Uh, I did see they have the four-player co-op. That is a feature that people have been asking for them to have ever since the first game. So I personally think the game is going to do very well, uh, especially at that price point. And then you also add in the fact that, uh, I mean, yeah, the the $29.99 is attractive. It's also going to be on Game Pass. So you don't even have to spend $29.99 to play this game. Just pay $10 for Game Pass. Try it out or try out a free trial of Game Pass, and, and you're, you're good to go. So I think either way, Microsoft definitely is putting himself in a good position uh, that this game has a chance to do well. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, um, just my opinion. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking so, forward to it.
0: It's very – something that right now they didn't pay any microtransactions, so that's a good thing. Um, the game is going to take place 15 months after the first game. So, you know, that's good, which means we're not rehashing anything with the plate. That is something that I can't stand. I don't like backstories. I like stuff, you know, just give it. I already know what it is. Give it to me. Um, so I like that part. You can get the, the loot now is, you know, it is more fitting to the location. Um, so you don't have to run around and everything. So you're able to collect, say, you know, the medical supplies easier. So for me, that's, that's better. Um, so I think that they improved and I think that they listened to the community. So that the game itself is something that I'm very excited about.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. Uh, and I want to give a special shout out to J Dub City 16. Uh, got a chance to meet him at PSX, but uh, he, he had a little poll going. He asked the question he asked on Twitter when they announced this was, uh, so, are people, if you had a chance between playing this or Days Gone, which would you choose? And the majority of people that I saw said Days Gone, and I I am one of those people that also said Days Gone. Now, with that said, that don't mean I'm not going to play this. I definitely will play it, um, you know, because this game looks fun. I mean, it does offer something, but, you know, Days Gone, I, I still I, I, go back to the trailer, trailers I've seen in that game, and I'm like, yeah, this, the game looks fantastic. Um, and this is from the same studio that made Siphon Filter. Oh, there's no way in hell I won't play this game. But uh, still, State of Decay is going to be a good game, I think. You know, again, they're, they're setting themselves up to to be in a very good position uh, with the sales. Again, very, very uh, reasonable price point as well. Not $59.99, $29.99, so half the price. They're going to continue to have updates. They may even have expansions for this also because I know they mentioned that on their stream that they are thinking about having other stuff as well. So I definitely am going to give it a shot. Definitely looking forward to it. And uh, we'll see how it how, how it stacks up when it comes out in May. Yeah. So um, let me see. Any, anything else to add on State of Decay 2 before we move on?
0: No, no, just don't screw it up. It already sounds good. Don't screw it up.
1: Uh oh. Uh oh. All right. Sweet. At this point. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So let's uh let's address this uh, Nintendo Direct that went down on Friday. Uh, I know. Now I know that you were very excited for this Direct. So I, I have a couple of things to say on this Direct, but I'm going to give the mic over to you first because you think a lot of us didn't like the Direct. So feel free to let let me know what, what you thought about the Direct first.
0: I am the only person who kind of enjoyed it. Was it the best? No. Were we getting like a whole bunch of stuff? Yes and no. But for me, I was content. Um, it was a lot of ports, indeed. But I like my ports. I don't have any problem with the ports. So for me, it was like good. Um, first, I know they, they kicked it off with Nintendo 3DS and they did the Warfare Gold. that There are 300 micro games to enjoy. So it's going to be the biggest in the series. And that'll launch on August 3rd. Again, why are we complaining? More stuff in the game. Yay. Um, the Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers. You got um it's a lot of stuff with the mini with the with the me characters. And I that there is gonna be a demo on May 10th. That was kinda like forgettable. But the main thing that I was excited about was Mario and Luigi. So you get to do the whole Browser thing, but I'm I said browser, I meant Bowser. So you get to switch between Bowser and Mario and Luigi, and you also get a Bowser Jr., which is like a new story. So that was something I was excited about. Detective Pikachu looks kinda looks awful, but I don't know if you guys saw like the American version. I know there was the Japanese trailer, but then in the American trailer. They gave Pikachu, like, the voice of a 50-year-old man, like, a hardened alcoholic, depressed with his life, and on, like, the verge of suicide is what he sounded like to me. So, just by the voice alone, I was already not caring about this game. But for those who like detective stuff and Pikachu and Pokemon, good for you. I'm not feeling it at all. Um, I do like the amiibo that they had. That That was... just about it. Um, the Luigi Mansion, I'm excited for about. So, yay! The Kirby Stars Allies again. I like Kirby, so I was excited about that. And you get to bring King um, Didi and Meta Knight and Bandita and everybody else on your journey. And that there will be um, more Dream Friends in the future. And I know that they announced Rick kind Co., Marks, and Gooey. That are like the first friends that will be available. And I think that's coming out in the end of this month. So um, that looked fine. Tra- uh Traveler. <clears throat> I know they introduced two new characters. Which I know Tressa the Merchant, who can get items from people. And Alf- Alfine, um, who can heal those who are suffering. So I was excited about that part. That looked all right. The Dark Souls remastered and the amiibos. That was yummy. I have no no problems there with that. The, of course, Mario Tennis Aces. Somehow I really like the tennis games. <coughs> Sorry, I'm half dead. All right. So I was excited about that announcement. I know that they announced Peach, Daisy, Boo, Bowser, Bowser Jr., um, Donkey Kong, Chains Chomp, Yoshi Ro. Uh, I want to say Toadette, Toad, and I think I'm missing one more. Rosalina, I think, those are confirmed. So I like that. Um, they changed some things. If your racket takes three hits to, to – wait. If your racket takes three hits, your racket breaks and you automatically lose. Um, you can block um, certain shots to protect your racket. Um, the Joy-Con, it seems like it's going to be – a at first, it looked a little confusing, but its it reminded me of the Wii U. But it's, somehow it works. I like that. Um, the Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which comes out on the 13th of July. I noticed they added some Super Mario Odyssey levels to the uh, Treasure Tracker, such as New Donk City. So that was good. Uh, you can share the Joy-Cons. There's a local co-op play. And there's also a 3DS version coming soon. Um, We didn't hear much about Undertale. Uh, There was no release date, but they did show a trailer, which looked really nice. Crash Bandicoot Trilogy, again, I'm excited for that one. So that's for the Switch. And that's coming July 10th. Little Nightmares, I thought, was um, visually very beautiful. It reminded me something of a Belisio, um, I'm not Galicio, of a Guillermo del Toro type of design. I really like that. Um, I know there's two separate stories and that they're including all of the past DLC. And I know that's releasing on May 18th. So I like that. I was really shocked to see South Park in there. That one really threw me. I didn't expect that, but yay. Get those games. And then these are games that people like. So I'm all for it. And that comes out on April 24th, and it comes with the first two DLCs. And the third DLC will be available this year. And I know all of the DLCs will be available for purchase or if you do the season pass. So, again, that was great. Um, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, if you like Hydro Warriors, that comes out May 18th. Splatoon, I will never understand the excitement of this game, but I have watched children completely lose it, and whatever makes them happy, good for them. It's coming um, in late April, and there's 100 new pieces of gear, and there's three new stages, and they changed the ranking. It's like Rank X, which is higher than a Rank S+. There's the Octo Expansion that's coming soon. Um, You'll also get to play as Agent 8. There are eight test facilities you get to explore. There's new stories. There's new expansions, and there's coming uh, summer 2018, and it's only $20, so good for you. And then the big one was like, yay! We're getting a new Smash Brothers for Nintendo Switch, and it's new. It's not a port. It's not, you know, something from the past. It's all brand new, and I am very excited for that one, and I know that we're getting the Inklings. So that really was like the icing on the cake. I'm still upset, very upset that we're not getting a No Mercy remastered edition. I'm still pulling for that. I want this in my lifetime. People need to, to, to experience that beautiful, great game once again. So, to me, it was good, and it was only 30 minutes. So it wasn't like anything dragged out. It wasn't like a full thing. I like what they announced, and then there's more coming on E3. I think that they did a good job with, you know, holding people over until june so i'm excited for it so i know everybody is tearing it apart screw you i loved it
1: so uh, allow me to start off by saying uh uh you know i know you said uh, no mercy is what you want next uh perhaps that will happen in another lifetime i don't think it's gonna happen in this lifetime unfortunately but you know anything is possible so we'll see what happens um
0: we need to start a campaign or a GoFundMe, something. I need.
1: <laughs> yeah, just I'm be- serious.
0: I'm like dead serious. I dedicate my life to a remastered No Mercy.
1: We'll just need to make sure that uh, 2K does not be the one to release this uh, remaster, because it will be trash if they are the ones that are going to release it.
0: THQ back um- okay? just so to, this- to do this game. It's like it's a sign from above.
1: <laughs> hey, it's not my- hey, We'll see.
0: For a reason, there's a reason why you you come up again, you rise out of the ashes of bankruptcy and non existence, so you can make this game for me.
1: Yeah, well, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they got planned. Uh, a- as for the rest of the direct, uh, obviously, I think I believe the Super Smash Brothers was the biggest announcement. I have saw a lot of reaction videos online with people losing their mind because it got announced for Switch. The thing is, is that we knew this was coming because. I mean, Nintendo has already. This was this was one of the the other games people have been waiting for ever since the Switch came out. When is when is that
0: That's the thing. We didn't know it was going to be new.
1: Well, uh, the thing the thing about that is, you know, there's still more information we need to figure out about this game. Um, Who cares?
0: It's coming. That's all we need to know. It's new, new, and it's coming.
1: Well, it, it, well, hey, listen. They said they, they 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 have said it's new. Um, I, I, I still need to see Some stuff to know that it's actually new We All we saw was that video And for all we know This could still be, just like with last year With Mario Kart 8, this was a re-release Of the Wii U version of the game With all the DLC, all the premium content That's all it was This here could be a new game And I fully believe it is new But it could also be Just the Wii U version with all the DLC And then they add additional characters to it
0: no, don't, don't, don't pop the bubble, man.
1: You- <laughs> hey, no, no, I, I just want to clarify. I, I hope it is new. I hope it's all new. Uh, I just want to see some footage, see some stuff on this uh, to get my confirmation. But I, I do believe it is new when you think about the timeline uh, of when the last game was released on Wii, Wii U. So it, it absolutely can be new, but I just, we need to get more information. And obviously, I think, uh, I don't really, you know, not so much a release date. They said 2018. That's fine. I don't care about that. I just want to see more on the game and we'll definitely see more by E3. Um, but I think that was the biggest announcement that they had. A lot of the other ports. I also was surprised about the South Park thing because I definitely didn't see that, that, that come into Switch. Although it, it is perfect for that type of game because I did play it on PlayStation 4. That is an excellent game for the Switch. Um, Mm -hmm. That's somebody can play on the go. So that that was a great pickup for them to do that. Uh, I know that uh, our very good friend Tony Polanco is looking forward to uh, Octopath uh, Traveler. Um, The game looks interesting. I mean, this is something new for Square Enix, a new franchise, hopefully. So for those that are interested, hey, I hope the game is going to be great and it does deliver. And again, that's coming out in July. Normally, every year... You know what we have noticed the trend is that certain games don't come out until like you know closer to like the fall and maybe in the beginning of the year and not so much the summertime so this is great for the summertime release uh because it'll keep people busy during the summer um so that's great um let me think of what else the game that i was glad to see was obviously the toad game captain toad and i know that that again is a a port of the Wii U version but they added a couple of new levels in there a couple of new stuff in there so I'm looking forward to that Uh, and I'm also looking forward to that Mario Aces game that is a game I saw people hating on online for some reason Um, and I I will say I'm not a huge tennis fan but again I I looked at that game I said you know I I definitely could definitely play that and get into that so that's something I'm looking forward to as well so I, I, I also agree for the most part that I thought the Direct was good um, I know a lot of stuff, some stuff is some ports. I don't have a problem with that. You know, Nintendo needed to announce some things though, obviously, because people were expecting them to announce some stuff. Because no one, you know, all when the year started, all the news coming out, all the hate was like, Well, Nintendo hasn't announced anything. They don't have anything coming for Switch. They blew their load in twenty seventeen with Zelda and Mario. But you we already knew, come on now. They got other stuff coming. Obviously, you want to spread that news out. And I'm pretty sure at E3, they'll have a lot uh, more bigger announcements to make at that time. Because, you know, just like they did last year when they surprised us with all the announcements they had at that time. So I, 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 I trust that they, you know, they know what they're doing with the Switch. They have some stuff coming. Now, as in regards to Pokemon and uh, Metroid Prime 4... I have absolutely no idea when those games are coming out. We know that they're in development because they announced it at E3 last year. But I have no idea when that stuff is coming out. So I can't say it's coming out this year. Although I'm pretty confident to say that I know Metroid Prime ain't coming out this year because they just started development on that game last year. Uh, but Pokemon, who knows? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But for what it's worth, I thought the, the, the direct was fine. There wasn't really any surprises for me because I knew Smash Brothers was going to come at some point to Switch. Um, But again, I still think it was a good show. I don't think it was bad in any way, shape, or form. So the people who complained about it, I I don't really understand that. Because, you know...
0: You need patience. Patience. Yeah. Yeah. So you... Because other companies and the other consoles, they jump up and they announce everything right away. And we know we got four years for it. With them, you know, they announce it You know, more You know, everything is spread out Nicely, they don't jump up right away Although they did shoot themselves in the foot With that whole Mega Man thing
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah um, Again, you know they, they, they had to make a couple of announcements. You know, like I said, Super, Super Smash Bros. that was the huge one that I saw got the biggest reaction. So glad they finally made the announcement. And now I'm curious to see what they have planned for E3 because they're going to save a lot of their big guns for that show. So we'll see. But uh, overall, I don't really have anything critical to say about Nintendo. Uh, yeah, we could talk about five little things to complain about here or there. But for the most part, it is what it is you know and like i said last year was a huge year for them because zelda came out and mario came out both of those games very uh well received won a lot of awards so you can't hate on that and they also was the switch is selling ex- extremely well also so we can't really hate on nintendo at the moment Yeah, you can say well i don't I, I still want to know where this pokemon game is at so on and so forth but we have to give them time to actually get finished this stuff uh so we'll see just stay tuned and you know like i said if you picked up a switch already um you have some stuff to keep you busy if none of those games are 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 good enough for you then maybe you may have to wait a little bit longer i mean but honestly you know chances are if you already purchased a switch that's because of maybe zelda because of maybe mario or maybe even bayonetta i don't know but more games are coming. That's all you need to know. So just be patient and, and, and wait and see what Nintendo has planned.
0: And there's always Detective Pikachu to hold you over.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Now, now, that game, that game, now, listen. I have to say, that game does look trash. So, listen, I I, I don't want anybody, any Pokemon fans coming after me for saying that. But, yeah, I was, I, nah, nah, man. Uh, I, I, I definitely would like to investigate why Nintendo thought it was a good idea to release that game, but that's a whole nother time. The
0: movie, remember the movie? Is it's Italian?
1: Ah, uh, that's what it is. Okay, okay.
0: So, Detective Pikachu. Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I detected that's going to disappoint a lot of people, but uh, that's just my 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 opinion. Um, all right, so that's it for Nintendo. Uh, we're going to move into now some other topics. Uh. Dana I believe you had some things you wanted To bring up in terms of uh stuff that Has happened in entertainment this week so Go ahead the mic is yours
0: Oh the mic the mic is fine Mic drop okay (laughs) so If you guys haven't heard already Black Panther is exceeding all Expectations and Just Saturday it has crossed The one billion dollar Mark it made one billion dollars Worldwide so much success And congratulations to all of them Um a wrinkle in time is number two at the box is no it's actually number one at the box office despite the one billion dollar thing it got knocked off so it's at number two black panther but this means that we have two um movies directed by african-american directors at the number one and number two spot so maybe we get more diversity in the coming months and years and yay um so good for them on that aspect Um, If you haven't heard the controversy with the whole Me Too movement thing, it has now affected Stranger Things. Uh, Stranger Things creator and showrunners Matt and Ross Duffer, or the Duffer Boys, say that they are deeply upset about a crew member's allegation of verbal abuse, while Netflix has found no wrongdoing on the set. In a statement they issued that they are deeply upset when someone felt uncomfortable on our set, Due to the high-stress nature of the production, tempers occasionally get frayed, and for that we apologize. However, we think it is important not to mischaracterize our set. We believe strongly in in treating everyone fairly, regardless of gender, orientation, race, religion, or anything else. We remain totally committed to providing a safe and collaborative working environment for everyone on on our productions, and Netflix has weighed in saying that we looked into the concern that was raised and we heard the allegations on Thursday and we found no atmosphere on set to us and we know it is the Duffer brothers as well. So what happened was this week, a crew member, Peyton Brown, wrote that she would not be returning to the set to work on season three of the series because of the alleged verbal abuse towards some of the women on the set. She stated that I personally witnessed two men in high positions of power on the set seek out and verbally abuse multiple women. I promised myself that if I were ever in the situation to say something, that I would. I have 1.5 thousand followers who can hear me say this. Time's up. She later confirmed to a commenter that the men were the Duff Boys. Um, she later deleted the post though but a screenshot was you know, was captured and was sent all around and that's where it started the whole allegations and the investigations there's no like physical abuse, there's nothing sexual it was just, you know, them getting frustrated and yelling at the crew so that seems to be fine she said she's not doing season 3 and I'm pretty sure the show will survive without the random crew member um in weird news, we are possibly getting um, a Hulk Hogan movie. So the movie is not a biopic about his life. It is about the whole Gawker situation. Remember when he sued Gawker with Peter Thiel, who was basically the who was giving him all this money in order to sue Gawker? About the whole, that tape leak with him and the, his best friend, And so the movie, which they're trying to to create either a movie or a TV series, it's going to be about that incident in his life and also the downfall of Gawker. So they're shipping, they're shopping it around right now to see who's going to buy it, who's interested in it, if anyone cares about it. So that is being written and, you know, coming together. My whole thing is I wonder who's going to play Hulk Hogan. Like, I can't see anyone playing Hogan but Hogan. So that would be interesting. I literally know what I can think of to be Hogan. So look forward to that. And I guess, you know, the end of the year, there'll be more information about it. Um, new Mutants, the new X-Men movie, is, based, is being delayed from April 13th to February 14th, 2009. So we're getting a whole year and one month is being delayed. That's pretty, you know, heartbreaking for me because I saw the trailer and it's one of those psychological thrillers. It's not, you know, it doesn't look like any of the other X-Men movies that we got. This seems to be very psychological. It's a thriller, maybe a murder mystery. Something is going down and we don't know. However, what they're saying is that it's been delayed because they want to add a new character and they want to do a lot of more reshoots, which kind of makes me question, was it good in the first place if you're going to delay it that long? So, however, they did say that um, one of the mutants that they're at, that they're adding will be Warlock, who is a shape shifting alien who was a part of the core team in the comics. If you watch, if you read any of the comics, you're familiar with Warlock. So they're going to add Warlock. four. Uh, director Patty Jenkins is directing too, and they and she confirmed that Kristen Wiig play the villain cheetah in the upcoming sequel and she's the most well-known villain of that whole canon they're saying and that they're very happy they're working on the, on the script patty jenkins is going to be a co-writer so they're very excited for what they, what Kristen is going to bring to the project and i'm interested in seeing what's going to happen as well um the, if anyone watches TNT, The Librarians, has been canceled after three seasons, so that's no more. We are getting a, a Sabrina the Teenage Witch um, series that's going to be on Netflix, and they cast Brons- Bronson Pinoch, who was the guy from Perfect Strangers. He is going to be in a reoccurring role, and he'll play George Horthon, the principal of Baxter High. So... He's the guy, if you ever watch the TV series with Melissa Joan Hart, that's always bantering back and forth with Sabrina. Um, then they said, even though it's a Netflix show, they are trying to work out a way they can do crossover episodes with Riverdale, which belongs on the CW. And if you ever read the comics, they interacted a lot. It was Riverdale, Josie and the Pussycats, which they have all of Riverdale, and they're trying to add Sabrina. So they're going to see what they can do with that. Now there's also another show, it's called um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, it's a comic book series, and they're thinking, even though the first show that that I said previously is going to be on Netflix, is based on that comic book, they're working on doing another series, so that should be interesting, there's now a word on if it's it's animated or not, or it's going to be live action, so they're working on that, if you're any fan of Grey's Anatomy, um two regulars, Jessica Capshaw, who plays Dr. Arizona and Sarah Drew, April Kepner, They are leaving the show. They've been on there since one was after season 14. The other one has been on the show since season 9. So they're leaving um, if you care at all about that. We're getting also a Sopranos movie. We're getting a prequel. So it's going to be about the father. It'll take place in the 60s. It's called The Many Saints of Newark. And it's going to be headed up by Warner Brothers. Um, They're currently writing the script. No one has been signed yet. But they said that the film is set in the area of Newark riots in the 1960s. And that some of the characters from the TV show will appear in the movie. But we don't know which one. Obviously, we're not getting James Gandolfini because rest in peace to him. He's dead. <clears throat> if you didn't know, um, John Favreau was announced as one of the executive producers for an upcoming live-action Star Wars series that's going to air on the Disney streaming network that's coming out later this year. Um, many people are very angry about this choice. <clears throat> they're upset that that he is a man that's going to be uh, executive producing this. They want it to be, you know, women-based, and they're very upset that the color of his singing, that he's a white man. And they're saying that this going to lack diversity in the franchise. And they wouldn't mind if it was, you know, some African-Americans, maybe some Asians and um, some more women. Well, people are very upset that Je- that Favaro is the one who is going to make this series come to life. But it- we're still getting the series either way. It's going to release in 2019. There's no casting at all no announcements but they just announced that he will be a part of it so that is all in entertainment news
1: sounds good yeah there's quite a bit of stuff to to talk about Uh, I just want to make one quick comment before we move away from entertainment Uh, we will be having a podcast to talk about Jessica Jones season 2 but I I just want to say right now I was very disappointed with that overall season Um, and Like I said, we're going to... Say what?
0: It was horrible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, we will talk about it in length, uh, you know, soon. So stay tuned for that show in the future. Uh, But yeah, I think the general consensus is a lot of people complained about it. It
0: was bad. It was was bad. It was like Defenders
1: level bad. Well, I I still think it was better than the the Defenders, but not by that much. Um, It was
0: it, okay, fine, slightly better than The Defenders, but no, 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 no. See, I think it was just as bad as The Defenders, but it was better than Iron Fist.
1: Oh, yeah, well, yeah, Iron Fist is definitely the worst show, uh, without without a doubt. Um, but like I said, and, well, go ahead.
0: No, and really quickly, they are canceling season two of The Defenders.
1: Oh yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. Um they should cancel Iron Fist season 2 also in my opinion, but uh that's all it's too late to do that. So um Is- we'll see. Yeah, we'll 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 see what happens. Uh but like I said, you know, I don't want to go too much off topic. We will talk about that on a future podcast so stay tuned for that. Cuz yes. I believe The Gary also saw it he has a lot to say about it as well. So stay tuned. Oh, well-
0: let me just it was it was garbage, man. I didn't I didn't like it any much. <laughs> no man. No. Not.
1: Yeah. He, he'll have some complaints after he hears this. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh so we have uh three more topics to to really dive into. Uh first and foremost, um we're going to talk about another announcement that happened this week uh I guess this went a little under the radar, not really too far under the radar, because this announcement happened after Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 4 got announced, and that is that uh, we're going to be getting the Division 2. Uh, Ubisoft announced that the game is currently in development, and they will have more news on it at E3 2018. So I'm going to ask you, Dana, are you excited for the Division 2, or, do you, or you don't care about this game at all?
0: Why can't we get Battlefield? Why is it so hard in life just to get this Battlefield? Um, the, the, Divi- the Division Two. Oh, God. I'm like, I don't really feel anything when they announced it. It was like, okay, that's good. i good for you. Um, but, um, I'm not that excited. Um, I know it was only two years ago, but it kind of felt like it was longer than that. Maybe for me, um, that the first game came out. Um I like the I like how they just named it The Division 2. Like forget any type of taglines or making anything special. It's just 2. Um I, I do like the fact that it's going to be the same studio which is okay, that's good for you. Um and in the note's going to it's gonna be the same Snowdrop engine that did the first, you know, powered the first game. So that's okay as well. Um I do like that the surprising thing is that um the players will be able to carry over their progress from the first division. So I, I, that's like the one thing I'm like, okay, you piqued my interest. The game itself, I'm like, bleh. but when they announced that part, you know, my interest peaked up a little bit and I think that it's really interesting and it's really great. I hope they don't screw it up and that it's not all buggy when it comes to that. So for me, I'm okay with it. I still don't feel anything, but I did like that one little aspect.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll give a shout out to Adam Vale on WrestleCast and uh, Throwdown. Uh, I know he's a huge fan of the division, so I know he was very happy to hear this news. Um, but the first he wasn't that. Cute. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it, it really wasn't that wasn't really that great of a game. But I know that Ubisoft's goal was to make something similar to Destiny um right so they, they they had some success and then the one thing that i do give ubisoft credit for is that they continue to find ways to still support these games and still make money and get players to jump back on they did this with uh let me see they did it with a couple of games i know ghost recon is a game that is people are still playing a lot of uh another game uh rainbow six siege And even though I personally was very disappointed when they decided to cancel the Patriots game, uh, I guess Siege is doing well. I I have no interest in trying that game out whatsoever. So I will never know if it's actually uh, a great game, but people are still playing it. They're still supporting it. So I have to give them props for that. Um, So with the the division two, I'm looking forward to seeing more on this game. Obviously at uh, their E3 conference, we'll see more footage Maybe we'll get a better idea of uh, what the sequel has to offer. I did not right. finish. The, I did not finish the first game. I'm gonna have, actually go back and play that. Uh,
0: yeah, you have to because even though it was like meh for me, like they did a lot of unique stuff with it that made it not a typical RPG game. And that's what I appreciate from that. So if we can take that and even up it a little more when it comes to the sequel, I I think that it, it will be very good.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, so yeah, I, I definitely need to go back and play it. I mean, I started uh, playing it. And then I think there was a couple of other games that came out that piqued my interest. So I never went back to it. But I will finish it because I do have the uh, the whole, uh, all of the DLC, everything for it now. So I just need to make the time to actually play it.
0: And I'm also curious about the location because I know the first one was like in Manhattan. And being that I'm in Manhattan and I know that, I get really excited for games set in the location that I'm in. So I wonder where, if they're going to move it to you know another country or another state or even like somewhere else. That should be interesting.
1: I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, hey, I have no idea, uh, but uh, we'll we'll find out soon. Uh, again, uh, E3 conference, we should get all types of news about this game uh, as well as what other titles they're working on because Ubisoft is definitely working on multiple titles right now, um, but. Looking forward to seeing what it is, what it's all about. Um, so uh, I think that's it for the division talk for now. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it more once we have more information. So uh, next up, this is a story I found very interesting. and We definitely haven't talked about it. I know Gary wanted to say something on this. He's going to have to say, talk about it in a, a future show. But uh, we need to talk about Valve because this week, obviously they had a preview of it for a new game they are releasing called Artifact which is a card game but the news that came out of this event is that Valve pretty much confirmed that they are going to start shipping games again and they also said that they are very jealous of what Nintendo is doing right now with the Switch Uh, to use the quote that was given by Gabe himself, he says that they are going to start shipping games again but they want to have the same approach that Nintendo has which is they want to have a game come out with a system and be able to be played uh, pretty much anywhere, which I found to be very interesting. Uh, I know that uh, the Steam box, that was something that they released a while back. Um, You know, just another option for people to play on consoles instead of PC, which is fine. But the fact that Valve is shipping games again, I I was curious, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, Because, you know, they they, they have uh, Steam, So technically, they didn't need to even start doing this stuff again. But what are your thoughts on this? And do you think that we may see a Half-Life 3 as a result of this?
0: Don't be thirsty. That's my thing. Don't look at other people and what they're doing and be so concerned about Nintendo. I like the fact that, you know, I don't know why you're shipping games when everything was on Steam and you made it accessible. You know, I can wake up at like 3 in the morning and like look at the game and be like, yeah, I'm going to get that game. And guess what? I got that game right there. So I that's the whole thing that I don't like about that whole part. Um the half-life thing I think we could possibly get it now. I'm 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 curious, you know, I don't like to jump up and get excited because, you know, I'm dead inside, but I am curious to see how it works out and I think that is we could get it. I'm like 50% yeah. But, you know, they're, they're just parts of it that I, I... What Nintendo is doing is works for Nintendo. Does not necessarily mean it's going to work for you. So, I didn't understand the whole aspect of them shipping games. But if that's what they want to do... I know there's... like I still buy games, like physical copies. So that's good for you. But at the same time, I think overall, wouldn't it just be more convenient if it's how you had it originally? I think their model worked for them. And when you start looking at other places and other people And what they're doing, it's not going to work So that's my issue
1: Well, I totally Understand that, uh, I think um, A lot of people have been Wanting them to release games again For quite a while, they kept uh, Speculating, when are we going To get a Left 4 Dead 3, when are we Going to get Half-Life 3, now the thing about, th- about that whole thing is that I mean, it's fine for them to start doing games again. I'm totally fine with that. What I would caution people to remember though, is just until something is announced, yep. don't think, don't, don't think it's coming because just because they're coming back, let's not just assume, Oh, we're definitely going to get a Half Life three now. We're definitely going to get Left 4 Dead three. From what I understand, one of the writers on Half Life left the company not too long ago. So. If we even get a Half-Life 3, it it may be totally different as far as the concept because of the fact that they will have to have a different writer working on the project. Um, I don't know. But what I will say is that uh, for right now, I do think it's interesting that they do want to come back. I I find it interesting why they are choosing now as the time to really do games again when they could have been doing games for the last several years. Mm Mm-hmm but I mean it's interesting uh, now the whole thing about being jealous of Nintendo I do agree that you know you shouldn't be worrying about trying to copy uh, you know what, what another company is doing uh, obviously Sony and Microsoft are always doing this stuff back and forth like Microsoft decided to do you know enhance their uh, Xbox Live subscription service and make it the exact same way PS Plus was uh, uh, well it's going to be changing of course we know uh, but uh, I mean I don't really know if that's a wise strategy for them to really pursue that type of stuff. But if they want to release more games and do go back to doing games, I'm totally fine with that. They have so much money that they make from Steam. So, again, I'm glad that they are doing this, but I don't understand why they are doing it now when they could have been doing this for the last all this time. They could have been doing this stuff, but they decide now is the time we want to jump back into this market. So that's interesting.
0: Because of Nintendo, and probably they're not going to say it, but because remember that whole Battlefield 2 thing with microtransactions and they get all that money, and people still bought anyway, despite everything? That's a lot of money that they still raked in. So, I think it has to do with money. You look at it now, you know, and you look at Nintendo. Nintendo was very popular and very successful and then it went through that horrible downfall, and you know, people were making fun of it, and then everything else, and then it got back up to where it is today. And... They are seem to be leading the pack. Please don't come for me when I say that. But for me, they seem to be leading the pack when it comes to consoles. Um, so they want in on that action. And for me, there's nothing wrong with wanting in on that action. There's nothing wrong with even being a little bit jealous. of, You know, let that inspire you to be great and creative and innovative. But just don't get thirsty and try to overdo it. So and try to catch up with what other people are doing. So if we get a Half-Life 3, great. If we don't, great. Give us something that's different and new. That is better than Half-Life. Work on that then. And, you know, just sit and have your hopes and dreams into one game, which is a Half-Life 3. Don't do that, people, because then you'll end up like me, still wanting no mercy. And then you'll spend your dying days, you know, wishing for that no mercy. So just focus on you. Don't focus on Nintendo and do what works for you what Nintendo is doing, guess what they had to figure out what would work for them and once they did that they became where they are today
1: I agree yeah, I agree pretty much with everything said on on, on that so uh, we'll see what happens with this whole decision that Valve decided to make, I mean I I, I think it's interesting still um, but I, I haven't really seen this artifact game quite yet uh, I have to check out it out when it when it it actually comes out. It is a card game, so already not really that interested in any card games per se. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I have to try it to see whether or not it, it's something that will be into.
0: It's, it's it's described as an ambitious digital um, trading card game since uh, Hearthstone.
1: Oh, ah, okay, Hearthstone. Yeah, I know about Hearthstone.
0: So, if you're into that, you know, good for you. And and, and p- many people are really happy for this, and they're happy for the game that's coming out. And I also know that it's inspired by um, Dota.
1: Ah, uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Well, that sense okay, yeah. I haven't it's- played, I haven't played that game, and I'm not into Hearthstone, so I'm, chances are it's probably not a game for me. But we'll see, we'll see. I'm He's always
0: it up. We'll say by what? making game play out on three separate playboard on three separate gameplay boards. So it forces difficult decisions about where to place your five hero cards and and it include a whole bunch of different decks and people can play whenever they want to and you know they're excited about it. So you get to cast at least 40 spells on the card, and you get to trigger those attacks and buffs and so on. So, you know, regular card game and and many people are are yeah they're again they're, they're excited for this, and it also incorporates uh, Magic Gap like rules and systems. Hmm. So it seems to be a game of everything and probably not original.
1: Hey, well, hey, listen, but they, they they have their they have their Steam platform, so pretty sure mm-hmm. that they they can push that. That's the one thing they have. Any game name that they work on, they can they can promote it on Steam, push it through Steam, so. They, they 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 will still benefit from this, but again, you know, I don't really know if it's my kind of game, but we'll we'll see we'll see. Whenever they announce it, when it's coming out, I would assume it's coming out later this year. They, I haven't heard anything about any release dates, uh, but we'll see. Um, but wish them well, and uh, looking forward to seeing what Valve does as far as releasing future software. Yep. So now we're gonna move on to the main discussion for today, the main topic that everybody is talking about. Although, I don't really know why they're they're talking about it. And that is, of course, that Activision finally announced the worst-kept secret uh, so far this year that we are going to get Call of Duty Black Ops 4 uh, this upcoming fall. Now, the surprise of this announcement, wasn't so much that the game got announced, but the release date of the game. It is coming out October 12th. Now, for those of you who don't know, Call of Duty games typically come out in November. And on top of that fact, we know that Red Dead Redemption is coming out at the end of October. So a lot of people are speculating to ask the question, why are they releasing it uh, in October? I do have a response to this. But before I answer it, Dana, let me know your thoughts. Are you excited for Black Ops 4? And what are your thoughts on it releasing earlier this year as opposed to in the pa- all the other years in the past when it came out in November?
0: I feel even more dead inside. By that announcement, I literally feel nothing at all, and I know that the huge joke was that you know, um, Activision doesn't understand Roman numerals because it's the it's four eyes instead of the three eyes and then the cross over it. But here's my thing: I think that's a clue. I think if you look at clocks like in like the Big Ben, that it's going to probably take place in London or. In Italy. So for me, I think that's a clue. But I'm still dead inside. It can take place in Africa and I still wouldn't care about this at all. And as for their, their release date, um, this is, is silly. Um, this doesn't give any breathing room for, for Red Dead. And I think that they're going to probably just get steamrolled. So I think they was really feeling themselves. It was like, yeah, we're going to do it on this. And everybody's going to be really excited. And they're going to buy our game. And, you know, we're going to be number one on top. It was like, no, Red Dead is coming out. And nobody's going to even pay attention to you or your existence. So they shot themselves in the foot with that one for me.
1: All right. So, okay. So I, I agree with some stuff that was said. Uh, let, let me just uh, break 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 down. Some of my, my some of my thoughts on this. So first and foremost, with Call of Duty Four coming out, yeah, I do agree with you when you said that it's a clue. I've heard a lot of people also say that uh, you know, in the army when you get certain medals, uh it, it is, you know, they don't use, they do use those numbers where it's the one, 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 one. So I mean, I don't know. It's a clue though to how the game is actually gonna operate, you know. I don't really know what the four is going how it's gonna be used. Um, we have to wait and see what that's all about. But uh, in any event, I, I have heard the rumors that it is going to be different from the other Call of Duty uh, Black Ops game. Maybe it will not be a futuristic tone. Say what?
0: It's the same freaking war that we've been fighting for a hundred times. What exactly is going to be different? There's going to be women in it. What exactly is going to be different?
1: Well, well, I don't
0: I... understand. World War II. Good Lord. Yeah, fighting in space now we're back World War II.
1: well hey we'll we we'll we'll, we'll we'll find out in in May when they actually do the reveal exactly yeah it's a, what, what it's all about
0: it's freaking misguided good
1: Lord so I mean yeah we'll we'll see about that but but in in terms of the release date you know again I know a lot of people have said you know because red Dead is coming out later that later that buff this this is because of Red Dead and i think that's a great argument but i will also like to remind everybody of another argument that i think even makes more sense look at the fact that battlefield 5 is also coming out this year and battlefield typically comes out in october so i think you know activision looked at what happened with ea and what happened with battlefront last year And the fact that a lot of people still did not forgive EA for that, and they said, "Well, you know what? We're going to take advantage of this, and we're going to release Call of Duty out the same month that this game is supposed to come out." So,
0: no, what people did was they announced they got angry. Oh my God, I'm not! And they didn't. They all they did was just had a whole bunch of voices saying we're angry, but their pockets and their wallets were still open, and they gave their money. Cause that game was still number one For like a little while now So, well,
1: no Well, I, I mean I, I, I think that is because You know, you had the Star Wars movie out also Uh So they were off that momentum But then EA also You gotta remember They took the microtransactions out of the game And then they just put it back in recently um,
0: What it means? They're still shady They never cared about it Oh my gosh
1: uh, so you know, I I I think though there are still some people that didn't. I mean, I, I know I didn't purchase, uh, the, I didn't purchase Battlefront two at all. Uh, there's a couple people, a, couple, a lot of people I know who didn't buy the game because of the microtransactions, because of the ridiculous practices. Um, so yeah, I, I understand that there are a lot of people out there that still bought the game, still did the microtransactions, but I, I do still think that EA's reputation. It definitely was hit by all of this stuff, you know it, it, the the public uh, perception of the game. Uh, there is still some issues with that, um, so I think in terms of what they're doing to you know what EA, what uh, Activision is doing, releasing Call of Duty is that they want their game to get out front and center, um, so that it has opportunity to get more people involved. And, and again, that decision to release in October twelfth i mean this isn't like when you release the game three or four weeks later what they normally do every single year at the very beginning of november they just decide no we're going to release it in october and if i had to make a guess uh when ea heard this announcement they were like oh well, well damn now we really need to consider trying to get this game out before call of duty i mean ea has to be concerned about this Uh because Battlefield, they announced a long time ago the game is coming out this year. Uh there's no information on what what the game is gonna be about, what it has to offer quite yet. It's all 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 speculation. Oh yeah, World War Two. Yeah, yeah. More than likely World War Two, yeah. Jeez Louise. Uh, But I mean the whole thing about it is that again, this is all coming out uh relatively around the same time unless they decide to push it to September for whatever reason. We'll have to see about that. But uh I definitely think um, Call of Duty releasing it early. I personally think the game is still going to do very, very well. I know that uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out later in the month. But this these are two different games for two different audiences. Uh, Call of Duty sold well last year. And that was because it was a World War II setting. Because it was, uh, you know, Sledgehammer Games working on the game. They did a, a fantastic job um so i i think the game is still going to do well um but obviously if it's a world war ii setting again maybe then it will do better than if it was a futuristic setting because the futuristic setting in these call of duty games i am tired of that that's a played out concept now so they need to bring something fresh with this approach so we'll see what they do but uh it's called it's call of duty call of duty always sells so i don't really think that this has anything to do with with that it, like it's like it's going to impact the sales uh because red dead is out no i think that both of those games are still going to do very very well across the board um but i just found it interesting that they're releasing it before uh red dead and maybe before battlefield which i find to be very interesting because uh, i don't know, but. We'll see what happens. With no further Yeah, so... Um, I believe that's, that's it. Any other thoughts on this topic before we uh, wrap up today's show?
0: Give me Bad Company. Please. Hey,
1: you know what? I, I want Bad Company 3 very badly. Uh, I have no idea if they are going to do that. Um... I, I I think it will be great to to get to get that you know a nice fresh you know return to that series. But I I don't I don't know what they're doing over at EA. Um, battlefield though is without a doubt that's the game they're focusing on. They are already said it's the main battlefield game. So unfortunately, bad company may not be coming out for a while. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But uh. I believe that concludes our show for today. As I mentioned earlier with this broadcast, the uh, show is probably going to be a little bit shorter because we don't have all the others on the show today. They all have other things they had to take care of. But don't worry, they will be back. And as I said, we are going to have a couple other shows this week because I do have a couple of podcasts that I need to record uh, before I go to uh, GDC next week. Now, in terms of next week's show... Uh, I will still be here, but I I will not be, uh, you know, I will be in California by then. So we'll be recording that at the same time, I, I would imagine. But stay tuned for that. We'll definitely talk about it. But uh, Dana, are there any uh, shout outs that you would like to give to close out today's show?
0: Shout out to everyone in the chat and participating and talking with us. And everyone who listens to the show, and everyone who listens later on, and shout out to anyone who can start a GoFundMe page for No Mercy and for Bad Company. Thank you.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. We'll see about that. All right. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to everybody that was in the chat today. Uh, we had Ruthless Kid in there again. Shout out to Ruthless. We had H H uh, Town in there for a little while. Shout out to you, Show Juan W. Shout out to you, Miguel. Uh, pretty much anyone that was in the chat, if you're watching live or listening later, we appreciate the continued support. Uh, I did want to announce our giveaway winner for Nino Kuni 2. Uh, that actually goes to Him Deal. So thank you very much for your support, Him Deal. Uh, we will be contacting you about Nino Kuni 2 and you can let us know which platform you want it on, whether it's PS4 or PC. We will be doing more giveaways. We did have a giveaway on the site this week. For uh, another game uh, Another PC game You can check that out on the site uh, I don't really know if we have any more codes left But if you do want a code, feel free to let me know And I will hook you up with the code uh, And as for um, Our Patreon supporters We want to give a special shout out to all of you guys So that's M. Collins, John Gordy Michael Hatcher, Stephen Ferron Mauricio Aguilar Him deal, Fergus Mills Lelowin Leslie, Nicholas Alvarez Nick Fiazzo Miguel, and Mark. Thank you all once again for your continued support. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week.